the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. Financial food for thought. We got Mark Donnelly and Kara Waddell. Kara, the summer's gone. Yeah, I agree with you now. We're in the fall. It's a little brisk, a little uh, almost frost on the pumpkin so this nice. morning. We're taping this show on Friday. And so you found Financial Food for Thought brought to you by the Estate Planning Team Incorporated. Um, and we woke up this morning learning that UAW went on strike. Mm-hmm. That's big news. That's yeah, that and and so we're gonna have to see how that affects the economy. That's one of the things we were looking at. Remember, we've been talking about what the expert, the economists, are worried about is a wage price spiral, and, and that's what you know what what the UAW they were looking for what a forty six percent price. Our wage increase, right? That was and a thirty two hour week, which I don't yeah, know. I think I they just threw say, in. There. I feel like that was just. That, that was aggressive. So we'll see what the boys of summer, President Biden, see what he is going to do about it. Um, we've got, the, I, maybe the boys of summer are done, Carrie, right? So so let's talk about the girls. The other thing I want to talk about, Nikki Haley. Okay. Um, so she, a lot of people think she won the first GOP debate, right? Okay. Um, but since then, I think, you know, she went out on the third rail. And, and and started talking about entitlements, and I think she just out. I think she just died dead iron on that third rail, Carrie. Huh? Well, that nobody wants to touch is the entitlements, Social Security, Medicare. How would you manage the entitlements to try to start getting our arms around soaring debt? 
Well, you know, you've got multiple candidates on that stage that said they wouldn't touch entitlements, including Trump. And any candidate that says they're not going to touch entitlements means that they're basically going to go into the go into office and then leave America bankrupt. Social Security is going to go bankrupt in 10 years. Medicare is going to go bankrupt in eight. So the way we deal with it is we don't touch anyone's retirement or anyone who's been promised in. But we go to people like my kids in their 20s when they're coming into the system and we say the rules have changed. We change retirement age to reflect life expectancy. Instead of cost of living increases, we do it based on inflation. We limit the benefits the on the wealthy and we expand Medicare Advantage plans. See, he said, what's the age? And that this is where this is the issue that that, that does that sparked the controversy. What's the right age there then, Ambassador? Well, I think we have to do the numbers. We've got to figure out what it is. But what we do know is 65 is way too low and we need to increase that. We need to do it according to life expectancy. And that just, right. in my opinion, ended her I don't think it ended. Campaign. I think that's, but I think she's also being honest. Oh, because, I'm not saying she's been honest, but being honest doesn't win you any poli- right, political. Right, but uh, I'm just saying I think it's too early to tell. I like her in many other ways. So, um, well, so did a lot of people, but I'm not the only one saying it. But, but first of all, my first comment is: Do you think Nikki knows that her full retirement age isn't 65? It's 67. Mm. I mean, anyone born after 1960. Your full retirement age for Social Security is 67. Right. And before that, we have a lot of people 66 and four months, right. 66. Well, and- Nikki wasn't born, you know, um, before 1960. What? She's in her 50s, right? So, I mean, is she that out of touch or is it just she just threw out 65 when really the full retirement age for younger people is already set at 67? But, you know, but also, what is she talking about? You know, we changed the retirement age, okay, to reflect life expectancy. Um, but then she said something about the cost of living increases. So that gets to this debate about, um, you know, the Social Security COLA, which we're all waiting with bated breath to see what... 2024 right. is going to be, right? I can promise you it's not going to be as high as it and was last year. It's not going to be 8.7%. Now, we don't know yet because right. the way the trustees do it, and it's it's encoded. It's not like they make it up every year. Right. They use the same formula, but they use third quarter data, right. which isn't done till the end of September, right? Right. Um, so, but a lot of our clients, and, and of course, for our when we are building financial models, for our clients, we have to assume some type of cost of living adjustment right. for Social Security. And we always say when you're building in assumptions to build your plan model, that you keep two parameters in mind. One, that it's conservative and one, two, a second one, that it's realistic. Mm-hmm. And that's where you can have a very conservative assumption that's not realistic at all or vice versa. Right. But in order, if you want your model to be accurate or at least you can believe in, you gotta, you gotta make, 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 uh, make sure they're both conservative and realistic. Then book that assumption and then your plan will be just fine. So back to what her comment was about uh, the, the cost of living increases. So there's a Republican, the GOPs have this idea that they want to change the cost of living calculation. Carrie, okay. So it's currently based on what we call the CPIW, 
which is the consumer price index with the chain with, with the uh, urban and clerical workers. It, 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 okay. It, it's, it's a, and what and what the what a lot of Republicans have been suggesting is that that's really doesn't reflect a retiree's cost of living increase. Mm-hmm. They want to use something called the chain weighted, you know, which is which actually though would reduce the increase. Okay. Okay, and that's what she's saying she doesn't want to do. She's saying I don't want to. So so I think people read between or didn't hear exactly what she was saying. She was saying that um yeah, I don't want to change and reduce the cost of living increases for retirees. I don't want to change the benefits of those who are currently retired. I want to change the younger benefits. But Again, it, it doesn't matter. She's out on the third rail and she's dead iron because I Karen, I'm not the only one that you, that video and you can see that video in a million right. places got a few responses. OK. You know, sometimes I like the responses. Oh, you mean like people on social media and commenting that yes. they, things they would never say to someone's face? So I, <laughs> I, so I'm not. And, and, and so. I'm not sure if um, I'm the only one who thinks this just hurt her political chances right. as a president. Okay. Because it's about winning voters. Here's one. She makes sense, but this is not going to be popular with the voters. Too bad, because I actually like her for her other policy ideas. I could have wrote that. I, no, I, <laughs> I was going to say, why I, I started that, that one. yeah. Carrie, that one, what's, your, like, what's your tag? What's your social I, tag here? You know what? I don't post anything on social media. Neither do media. I. We're not on social media. I'm too old for that. Okay. Um, here's another one. Why is it always some rich person that doesn't have a real job telling me that I need to work until I drop dead? Oh. Okay. Here's another one. I used to like her till I saw this. They aren't entitlements. If we're if we've been paying into them our whole careers, that was my money that I could have invested somewhere else. And there were a lot of comments along that line. You know, stop calling them entitlements. You took money out of my pay involuntarily, and you're right. not going to give it to me. You promised it to me, and it might not be there. Um, here's one that gets in a little bit more. Okay, that's the stupidest plan ever. Uh, you change the retirement age and everything else will change around it and we're back to square one with no retirement right um here's another writer she had me until this she better take that back there's too many hard-working people that deserves to retire if they want we mm-hmm. need to go after all the fake disability, all and people yeah. who can't. Well, okay, yeah, okay. Well, okay. I was going to say, I, I'm, I hear you. Okay, I could have a, you know, I have a million jokes about unemployed people. Okay, right. Unfortunately, none of them seem to work. Okay, but, <laughs> all right. Uh, all right so here, That's a good one. So here's another one. Here's another comment. Well, good, Nikki. You can go get a job in the private sector and work longer because you aren't going to get a job in the public sector. Certainly not as president. Oh, okay. Um, here's another one with short and sweet. Thank God this woman doesn't have a shot. Can I get even more negative than that, Carrie? Oh, you bet your life I can. I've got, okay. Um, here's someone who, who says, bye bye, Nikki. You just sunk your campaign. Oh, geez. And I'll just give you one more, Carrie. Those are the people that want to start the never Nikki chant. Oh, never my Nikki, never you know Nikki, what? never Nikki. About- 
No, because you think about, like, look at all the stupid crap our current president has said, way worse, or policies that have hurt us, and look who's in office. So well, it's too you know, soon to tell. I guess Nikki has to learn that, you know, that, you know. You got to play the political you gotta game. You got to lie to get ahead in politics. But, um, because you really can't say, I mean, obviously. But I feel like her being so honest saying that that's the reality. I think the government needs to cut spending, but that's another story. Yeah, um. And and I think people missed the point where she was saying, we're not going to, you know, she doesn't want to touch anyone who's already retired. In other words. Right. It's it, not it, going to take it away. It, it's for the younger people. Right. And, and it's it, not people that are going to be 61 or saying, oh, we're going to, or, you know, 65, we're going to move right. that date. And she probably wasn't worried about saying it about the younger people because she knows younger people don't vote anyways. Right. But a problem is all the older voters didn't get her. Didn't get the they point. They think it's, it's going to cut theirs. Like, oh, they're going to take away my benefits just yeah, when or, I'm getting ready to Yeah. Or retire. if you were turning 67. And she's going to up at the 70 tomorrow. Right. That they're thinking they're, it's going to be taken away from them. It's not. No. Um, but back to Maybe what, she'll get a really good PR firm to spin it. Well, I don't know. I, we'll see what happens on the next debate. Um, but, I, you know, they're, they're, everyone's going to be going after her on this, um, in my opinion. We'll mm-hmm. see. Um, all right. So what is the Social Security increase projected to be? Because that's really maybe what our clients are interested in. Well, Senior Citizen League, they do a pretty good job at you know, okay. running the numbers. Um, so right now after, you know, remember, they use the third quarter, right? So we've got two months of the third quarter done. So after two months of action, and remember, we're going to look at CPI f- numbers today, Carrie. Okay. CPI went Inflation peaked up a little bit in this okay. last month. Uh-oh. Um, <clears throat> now, remember we said it's going to be a jagged peak, right? Now, mm-hmm. you know, did inflation peak? Yeah, but it's going to be a jagged peak. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 not necessarily going to come straight down. Went up like a rocket, coming down like a feather, Carrie, right? But, um, but now, so they said, you know, after the two months data, they're projecting that the cost of living increase for Social Security for 2024 will be 3.2%. Okay, down obviously from the eight point seven percent that everyone got this year. Okay, and they said that's equivalent and an average of about an additional fifty seven dollars a month. Okay, to, mm-hmm. for the Social Security recipient, and they, and they say that will take the average Social Security benefit up to one thousand seven ninety. And I and I my comment: Who cares about the average? That with the millions of people right. that are on Social Security. Who cares about the average? Right. I mean, it's not. I care about what's hitting my bank account. Yeah. What's my, what am I going to, yeah. what's my benefit? Don't ask your neighbor what their social security benefit is. You better find out what yours is going to be. Right. Okay. We don't use averages when we build a financial model for a client. Um, what, per, what purpose does that serve? Um, now, um, all right. So, but we do then. Take data and say, because, you know, a lot of clients will say, you know, Carrie, Mark, what should we be using for a cost of living increase? Or I'll always open it to them and say, what do you think we should be using for a Social Security increase? And they usually turn around and say, Mark, what do you think I should be using? Um, So, you know, so we kind of keep an eye on a rolling average Social Security increase, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So if you looked at a, if you went back 50, assuming the 3.2 holds up. Carry, right? Okay. For for the, this year. So if you go back 15 years, okay. Um, well, let me go back. Go, go back 10 years. Okay. The rolling average would be about 2.75%. Okay. 
Okay. Um, if you go back 15 years, okay, it would be about 2.29%. Okay. That's what we're using right now is 2.3. Right. Okay. That's what we're using in our models right now. And that's for the times where what we got no increases or it was, remember that one year we got 0.3? Yeah. The, yeah. The, <laughs> <laughs> Why bother? Remember the smallest increase ever, right? Right. But I said, well, what about zero? Isn't that the smallest? But I said right. zero is not an not increase. Not an increase, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, if you go 20 years, you're going to be in between that 2.29 and 2.75. So right now, we're using 2.3, which I think is a conservative and realistic, you know, based on a 15-year rolling average. Because um, I do think that the Federal Reserve eventually will get inflation down. But we're going to look at the uh, CPI numbers here in a minute. But um, let's just see if, um, you know, here's an interesting comment on Nikki um, regarding her age 65. Is it is too early, is too uh, short? of Perhaps it's too low if you are wealthy and can afford the best in healthcare, a safe neighborhood, safe transportation, and live in a safe state and don't have parents or grandkids or relatives to care for. What if you work a physical job or you get cancer or you're disabled? Um, I like to take from the Bible. Well, this is interesting. I like to take from the Bible on retirement where it says that you should retire at 50 years old. Carries you, is that? Uh, you know what? And it seems like that was the standard United States for many years. What? The Bible. So they're referencing King James. Oh, now, well, well I'm yeah, going to pull my King James life they're referencing the They're referencing, well, 50, I don't, I'm down, I don't know this Bible reference, but it, I, I guess it's the Book of Numbers, chapter 8, versions 23 to 26. Carrie, let me, give me a minute to pull up my, uh, you know, I've got the Bible on my, um, um, on my phone so i gotta call up i'm using the king james um and let's see okay numbers chapter eight okay here we go chapter 23 and the lord spake unto moses saying this is it the belongeth unto the levites from 20 and five years old and upward they shall go in to wait upon the service of the tabernacle of the congregation and from the age of 50 years, I guess this is what they're referencing, they shall cease waiting upon the services thereof and shall serve no more, but shall minister with the brethren in the tabernacle of the congregation to keep the charge and shall do no service. Thus shalt thou do unto the Levites touching their charge. I think that's a little stretch of an interpretation. But. I, I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, I mean, what's the what's Pope Francis right now? I think he's 86. So if the leader of the church, Christian, the Catholic church, Catholic right? church isn't following the 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 book of Numbers 50. And I don't know. I mean, you know, I've been in the Catholic church my whole life. I don't know of too many of the priests retiring at age 50. So I don't know. But. Whatever, that was one person's comment. So so a lot of comments, Nikki Haley, when she threw out the the what she shouldn't have thrown out, in my opinion, that her solution to solve Social Security shortfall 
is by raising everybody's retirement age, or at least she's got to make a stronger point that she's not raising anyone who is close to that right now. Right. She's, it's a generation or maybe it's a second generation below. Correct. Um, you know, that, that maybe that's the case. But it is, I, I just don't think it's a winning campaign promise. Carrie, right. get us started. All right. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We're here every Saturday morning on 1420 a.m. between 9 and 10. And we're a financial educational talk program here to talk about issues that can impact your financial life, whether you're working, you're retired, you're married, you're single, divorced, widow. Um, you're looking at what steps you should take, strategies you should use. We're hopefully making you aware of issues, opportunities, choices. A lot of people just um, default and don't do anything and ends up really costing them money in taxes or really puts less in their pocket. We're sponsored by the estate planning team, and we're an affordable fee-based fiduciary planning firm. What we do is financial modeling, number crunching, and help people know what they should be doing with their financial life, whether it's working and when can I afford to retire, which we say you can retire anytime. It translates to what kind of lifestyle you'll have during your retirement, how to create tax-efficient income in retirement when wages end. How do you create that income tax efficiently? How do you use opportunities? And there are plenty in the complicated tax code. And as it gets more complicated, there are more opportunities, although you have to make sure that your I's are dotted and your T's are crossed. Um, But there are plenty of opportunities to minimize what the government gets through different planning strategies. We give clarity um, to people. Are they underspending, overspending? Are they worried about inflation, market volatility, um, um, and future taxes or other rising costs and giving you clarity of what are you, like I said, underspending, overspending, because some people aren't doing things because they're worried, which is a universal worry of, do you have enough? Am I going to run out of money? And a lot of people don't realize through, and we show them through our model, which can be very conservative and realistic, that you know, you're going to get to 80 or maybe 90 and you're going to have a big pile of money you should have, would have, could have, because you had no way to judge how these short-term decisions are, go- are going to affect the long-term outcome and people are staying in jobs they don't love, or maybe you don't mind working, want to work part-time, or you're in retirement, maybe you want to help your kids, you want to travel, you want to take on new hobbies, self-care, whatever that may be, but you're not doing it because of all the uncertainty. And certainly in the news with the economy, um, there's a lot of uncertainty. And we keep talking about this longest anticipated recession. Everybody's waiting for the shoe to drop. And, you know, having a plan gives you peace of mind, even when things are bad. And we've helped our clients through good and bad times for over 36 years. We offer a free, no obligation, no pressure consultation by phone or in person. We run preliminary analysis to see if you can benefit from the type of planning we offer. Sometimes people need help with specific issues and we run analysis or we help people through the whole process, which is analysis, recommendations, and then implementation. So if you want to take advantage of a free consultation, you can give us a call at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. And this is a time of year that we start looking at year-end planning opportunities. Are there steps you can take between now and the end of the year that can minimize your future tax liability? Should you be looking at IRA tax-efficient distribution planning and IRA could be in company plans? Should you be looking at Roth conversions? Um, you know, Mark spent some time on the um, 
the taxes, you know, should you adjust any withholdings and coordinating if you're doing the tax preparation yourself? You know, are you just having more withheld and waiting for a big refund on April 15th? Is there room on your tax return to make other maneuvers? Um, Whatever that may be, this is a good time of year to look at that. Also, I wanted to remind people we have our last IRA, Roth, and Tax Qualified Asset Planning class coming up next Wednesday, September 20th at 6 o'clock. If you'd like to register um, and want more details, you can go online at financialfoodforthought.com or give us a call again at 440-239-2090. All right. And I want to thank everyone who came out to our class this week. And that was the, the, the main questions that typically we get at this type of class is, you know, there certain ones are saying, you know, what I want to make sure I understand the RMD rules because we had all the changes in Secure Act 1 and Secure Act 2. Um, not only if it's you're talking about your own RMD, but if you've got an inherited IRA and you're running about what your RMD is, if you're inheriting an IRA. So we talked about that. And there was also, um, you know, a, a discussion about, of course, always a big discussion right now is the Roth conversion. And, and should I be doing anything with my IRAs in terms of converting them over to Roth. And, and, and so if I have time today, Kira, I'm going to maybe touch back on that. But um, but I'm staying on this Nikki Haley issue because it, it, it some of the re, – I'm, I'm picking up on what the, the comments were. And there, there were thousands of comments, Kira. Okay. Um, but I'm going to read all of them. But, it, but, okay. You know, but the um, – but just some of them and say, well, how do we help our clients if that's what they're thinking when our new clients come into us, right? Okay. Um, so here's an interesting comment. I'm 34 years old and don't plan for Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid to be around. For anyone making a reasonable amount of income by the time I'm in my 60s, if, if that's what you really want to plan, you are going to be very disappointed in what your financial plan is going to look like. Because I don't know if you realize how much money you're actually talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, not even addressing the healthcare issue right. if there was no Medicare. Are you kidding me? Um, but what about Social Security? I, I mean, now the 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 writer doesn't say what he means by a, a making a reasonable income, but a reasonable income doesn't mean like you're in the top one percenters, right? So a reasonable income, if you're saying upper middle class, I don't know. Um, but do you know how much if, 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 if you have not run a, a, a social security analyzer that says not just you need to know what your projected benefit begins at 67 or 70, what you really are after is what's the cumulative amount of benefits you're going to get from social security if you live to 90. And and if you're in that upper middle class, you're talking about it could be it could be a married couple both under Social Security. It could be a million dollars. So now you want me to run your scenario, assuming you don't have that million dollars and you still want to retire at 65. That, you know, you know, that's going to be a tough pill to swallow, but we'll do it if you want. That's what you know. I always say it's your plan. It's not my plan. Right. Um, now, what's more reasonable, you know, what's maybe more, uh, maybe, you know, again, that's a good example, Carrie. That'd be a very conservative way to do it. I don't know how realistic that right. is. Um, maybe a more realistic would be our clients who do say, Mark, I do think there's going to be a cut. Uh, 
Right. So model in that 25% cut in 2035. Or whatever you want us to use. Okay. You know, we have had people over the years that say, assume no Social Security. I know. And then when I show them that plan, they usually change their mind. Right. <laughs> but we've had that happen. You know, um, and, and part of if you come in for a free consultation and you, you know, even if you don't become a client, we'll run the Social Security Analyzer for you. Now, you have to provide us the numbers. We're not going to go out on the Internet to try to get your numbers. You right. Know, and, and as long. And, and so, yeah. But if you give us the numbers, um, we will run that for you. To, if you've never seen a professional. And I think, you know, we have one of the best professional analyzers that's available in the market um, that we're working with. But um, now here's another comment, Carrie, and, and this comes up a lot. And I'll read it. You get this, you know, here's the reader's comment. You get the same amount of money whether or not you retire early or late. I might collect at 62 and get less per month, but I'll get it longer period of time. It all comes out the same in total. Unless you croak before you retire, then you get nothing. Well, that's, I'm not sure this writer's got the right idea. But we hear that a lot, Carrie, right? This is, it doesn't matter whether you start at 62 or 67 right. or 70 because it all comes out the same in the end. Right. Well, yes and no. How's that for a financial planning answer, right? Um, that is true if you die at your, re, at your pre, you know, prescribed retirement, single life. Right. But that's not the case. If you live beyond that, okay. Um, so yeah, if 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 you die at age, let's say a, a single male, if you die at whatever eighty four, yeah, it doesn't really matter if you started your Social Security at sixty two, sixty seven, or seventy. If you die at eighty four, the cumulative amount in all those situations, that's what we call that's around the break even. That's right. where the break even comes from. But what are the chances that you are going on? See, for if you think, hey, if you tell the robot, I think I'm going to live to 90, well, then it does make a difference. Right. Okay. Now, the other thing he said, which I'm not sure he meant, but at least reading it verbatim, you get the same amount of money whether or not you retire early or late. See, that's the other confusion. There's this. There's a lot of people out there who think that retirement date has to be the time you start Social Security. No, and that's not the case at all. And and that's the that's a confusing thing. It, you know, we have many many clients over the decades who've retired and they're waiting till seven. They're not doesn't mean they're working to seventy and then starting Social Security at seventy. They're retiring. They're just waiting on Social Security. They're right. deferring Social Security to seven. You don't have to start Social Security the day you retire. Right. Now, but if I read his comment, you get the same amount of money whether or not you retire early or late. Well, yeah, you that does matter. In other words, if you go on to the Social Security website, right, and put your pin in and write and get, and it's going to project what your benefit is at your full retirement age. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, Nikki Haley, you listening? It's sixty-seven, Nikki, not right. sixty-five for you. Okay, no, it's sixty-seven. I wish she right. was thinking Medicare. I don't know what she was thinking. A lot of people do that. Um, she was talking about the retirement age. Right. But, you know, you get a lot in your mind. Maybe yeah, she was thinking I, she was going to go for Medicare, um, some cost next. Now, um, but, all right, so so the Social Security benefit 
uh, projection says, and I still I just got one in the mail the other day, Carrie. Okay, you know, they still come in the mail, but pr- not every year like they used to. I was going to say, yeah, I haven't had one in a while, um, but I've gotten one you're too online. Young. Yeah, you're too young, Carrie. I get them once in a while. I know, but as you get older, you get more. Oh, okay. Because you're getting closer right. to that full, full retirement age. Um, but so the um, so in other words, if if when it says your benefit at 67 is X, it's assuming you're working. So the Social Security projection assumes you're working then. Mm-hmm. So, but there, but but in reality, if you say I'm going to retire at sixty or fifty-five, mm-hmm. okay, you, you, that benefit that they're projecting at sixty-seven isn't going to hold up. No, because they're it assuming, might, right? It might if you've got enough of peak earning years in right. the thirty-five years that they use that it, you're already locked in at the highest benefit you'll ever right. get. But most people aren't in that camp. Right. Okay. Um so it it usually does matter. So that's so if you so if you really it so it does matter if if your benefit is saying at x amount at 67 but you plan on not working an early retirement, you have to you have to re- you have to reduce that. And, you know, you can manipulate that on the Social Security website. We can also do that with the software we have. So, um, so again, those are some of the, the things that, uh, you know, some of the misconceptions or just trying to help our clients understand, you know, what's conservative, what's realistic, and actually how the numbers work. And, you know, the idea that as professionals, we always say bank on longevity. Okay. Um, you know, now, it, it, when you run those social security analyzers, okay, it makes no comment on how you provide your cash flow if you are deferring your social security right. benefit. That's still our job to build the model that say, yeah, yeah, you know, can you still maintain your lifestyle while you're waiting to get the higher social security benefit? Um, so, boy, I could talk, I don't want to talk all show on that, Carrie, but, um, Comments were very interesting. Um, I just have to. I just. I just. It's just amazing. There, there are so many comments about the age thing, right? Right. But a lot of them were dealing with when is con- well, you know these these Congress people? When are they going to retire? Right. Right. Um, I think they should have term limits for right. retirement. Um, you know, I mean, some of them have outlived their stay. By what far. in the world is she talking about? The only group in America where age limits need to be imposed is politicians at the national level mm-hmm. and not raising the age limits, but reducing them so politicians can experience what the rest of America do and not keep our jobs till we're 90, becoming a hazard to ourselves and others. Or I just um, think term limits regardless. What I don't understand is why all the rich politicians do not want to retire and go enjoy the good life and spend enjoy some of the dollars they have that's everybody's question they're just so power hungry right? they can't give it up right. I, I just don't get it um you, you know except mitt romney you know everyone hates mitt but he's at least he came out and was honest and said you know what i'm too old to run again right let the younger people do it Th- thank you mick right okay um uh, now nancy pelosi She's running again, Carrie. Oh, my gosh. How? Um, she's too old, too. She's only 83, Carrie. I mean, she, she doesn't know what else to do. She she started when in 1987 when she got into the... Oh, my gosh. She's... 1987, Carrie. Maybe she'll be Biden's running mate because Kamala's Were you born yet idiot. by 1987, Carrie? 87? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I had to think about that for a minute, yeah. Um, 
Who's the oldest senator? Do you know who the oldest senator in the in the nineties? Yeah, who is it though? I don't know. Diane Feinstein, and we all know what shape oh, she's in. Oh, she needs to go. Ninety years old, the oldest ever, Carrie. Storm Thurmond, right? Yeah, I was going to say that was my guess. He reached the century mark, and he was still did on. he? He really? died in office at a hundred. Okay, um, Robert Byrd. Um, well, no, I shouldn't say no. I, I don't know if Storm died when he was in office. He was a hundred before he got out. Robert Byrd died in office, and he was ninety-two. Phew. Um, who's the oldest in the house right now, Carrie? You know, I, no one even. I, Grace Napolitano, no, Napolitano, out in California. Does anyone even know her? No, he's eighty-six. Um, okay, uh, Maxine Waters. You've heard oh of her? Oh my gosh, I've seen her. She's eighty-four. Um, of just, course, Joe I Biden. I just saw her from, I think one of our clients sent me a little video, Maxine Waters. Remember Sanford and Sons? There yeah. was like Trump and Maxine Waters and um, Nancy Pelosi and <laughs> Sanford Sons parody. <laughs> the, uh, then you've got, of course, you know, Joe Biden, age 80, Donald Trump, age 77, Mitch McConnell's 81. Oh, come on, Carrie. Is this ridiculous? It's ridiculous. Um, all right. Um, all right. So what did the... Um, so we did get inflation data, Carrie, right? And this is what everybody's wondering, you know, is 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 the consumer... And we got retail sales, too. And that's what we're watching, okay. right? You know, is the consumer price tolerance fading, you know, faster than the summer Equinox right now? Um, you know, how long is the consumer going to keep this spending up because mm-hmm. there's indicators that saying they're running out of money. The cash reserves are way low. That's not good. The credit card debt is way up. Um, you know, and this wage price, uh, price, you know, everybody wants to try to get higher wages, but now we've got a UAW strike. Yeah, that's right? a problem. Um, and, and we'll see, but, um, and remember, I, I said at the beginning of the show, you know, the Federal Reserve's got a FOMC meeting, what, coming up next week, I think. And the big question is, are they going to raise rates? Now, the it, I still think they won't because of this UAW strike. I think, Gary, if the UAW had settled and they weren't going on strike, I think that they, the Federal Reserve, I, I don't, I think the Federal Reserve might have tried to raise rates next week. Okay. Because of the CPI data that came out. Even though they don't really use CPI, they like PCE better. Um, but now that UAW is on strike, and I don't know if it's going to be resolved by next week, how long can they go, Carrie? So Sean Fain, you know, UAW president, I think he said their strike funds are around $825 million. Okay. Um, right now, 12000 uh, went on strike last night. By the way, one of those plants is in Ohio. Did, did we talk about that? No, we didn't. Yeah. So it's and and, and it's across the board. You know, it's for GM and Stellantis. So it's the, it's the Ohio Stellantis plant that's one of the three plants that went on strike. Right. And, and, and by the way, Mary Barrett, who's running GM right now, she says for every one UAW worker on strike affects six other jobs in the economy. Right. The manufacturings for the car, yeah. Okay, um, so it's not good, right? So back to the, so how long could they stay on strike? So <clears throat> they say that right now the twelve thousand they're going to get five hundred a week from the strike fund. <sighs> okay, okay. So what's that? Six twelve thousand. That's six million a week. 
So in a month, that's twenty four million. I'm thinking the negotiators are going to be busy this weekend. Could, could they go a month and and deplete the? I don't think they'll strike go fund twenty four million. I don't think they'll go. I think they'll. Well, President Biden, he's log. speaking sometime today. I don't know, but back to but the just CPI. Just because he's speaking doesn't mean he'll be helpful. The, uh, the, the come on, Kerry, he, he's he's calling himself the the greatest pro union president ever. Um, <laughs> all right, so so how did CPI look at? So we can look at headline numbers, and year over year came in at three point seven percent higher than the previous month of 3.2%, which was higher than the previous months of 3%. That trend is not going the right direction. Okay, now, uh, it is it is down considerably from January when the year-over-year was 6.4%. So you could still say the trend is lower, but it's the jagged peak. Right. Right? Um, and, and the 3.7% for August was worse than what the street was looking for, predicting of 3.6%. Um, now, if you look at month over month, okay, the 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 Wall Street got or the economists got it right. They were looking for a zero point six, so they were expecting that the month was going to be a little bit higher than the previous month. Why, Carrie? Because gas is up so high. Okay, gas at the pump was up so high, um, and that's in the headline number, right? And so it came in for the month over month, came in at 0.6% increase, which was uh, higher than the previous month to month increase of 0.2%. If you want to strip out food and energy, that's what the adults in the room do because they know that the, the Federal Reserve is said they can't control global oil prices or global food prices. Um, certainly President Biden can't. All right. Um, so you're back to, so if you you strip out food and energy, the uh, the year-over-year inflation came in at 4.3%, which was better than the previous year-over-year of 4.7%, and clearly down from where January's year-over-year core CPI of, of um, 5.6%. So again, that's still trending down, but this little peak is what and and the month over month core went up it slightly it came in at 0.3% higher than the previous 0.2 not quite as high as the headline that went right. up 0.6 but um and then if you look at PPI you know that's the you know prices down at the factory gate that's a producer price index okay that came in headline year over year came in at 1.6%, Carrie, previous month it was 0.8%, double uh, year over year, okay? Um, now, still the 1.6% is far below the January, and, you know, year over year, which was at um, 6%. You know, it's down to, you know, one6 So, again, you see it's definitely, that's why we're saying, yeah, inflation, we'll still say inflation has peaked, but it's a jagged peak. And so you see these peaked up August numbers. That's what I was thinking. The Federal Reserve may say, yeah, we got a raise in September. But now that UAW's on strike, I think they'll skip it. Right. But I don't think they're done. Um, so how is the consumer holding up? Well, so far, so good. Retail sales rose 0.6% in August from the previous above and above Wall Street estimates of 0.1%. 
But there, there's an asterisk there. Okay. Here, uh, because a lot of the increase was at gas at the pump. So well, ga- that, that's kind of out of need for the most part. Right. And, and so gas stations led all categories of increases, shooting up 5.7% from July. <laughs> all right. Um, well, then that I feel like is misleading because... Right. That's a lot of people think it's misleading, yeah. right? Um, let's look under the hood here, right? Um, right. So here's um, one of the, uh, Michael Pierce, one of the leading think tanks in economics, right? The solid increase in headline retail sales in August was not as good as it appears because it was driven by a price-related surge in gasoline station sales while underlying goods and services spending lost momentum and July's gain was revised lower. Okay, one of the things under the hood, Carrie, was auto insurance. And that's one of the things the feds looked at. Because if your auto insurance goes up, that hurts America. Doesn't hurt the the one percenters, but it hurts middle class and below. Right. Okay. Um, and if you have to pay for more for more auto insurance, right. what do you do? You gotta cut somewhere else. Right. All right. Um now, um, Okay, consumption growth is still on track for a strong gain in quarter three overall, but with job and wage growth slowing, student loan repayments restarting, and borrowing conditions still tightening, the headwinds to consumer spending are mounting. Okay, um, and so, Carrie, where do we see if you have to pay more for those essential daily living expenses, what do you cut out? Discretionary. Okay, so sporting goods, remember we are talking about? Yeah. Dicks and all those a yeah. few weeks ago. Sporting They're goods down. and hobbies fell 1.6% mm-hmm. from July. Um, and miscellaneous store retailers also dropped 1.3%. So, yeah. So, is the uh, is the consumer strength fading as we go in, which isn't a good sign, um, you know, to go from there. Um, so, uh, let's see. So, Karen, I'm going to come back. Why don't you give, you can give All right. the numbers out. I was going to say, um, remind people that, you know, take advantage of a free consultation we offer. I know we're talking about these headlines, but we can help analyze whether it's pension election, Social Security, um, best timing, IRA distribution, planning, Ross. If you're thinking about your future retirement, know what steps to take. Um, even though we don't do investments, we do look at our client's asset in terms of risk growth and tax efficiency. How much risk do you really need to be taking on? And by the way, are you taking advantage of these great favorable fixed rates we have through the money markets, the CDs, the multi-year guarantee rate annuities that are fixed guarantee for a certain period of time? Um, are you using all available strategies and opportunities. So take advantage of a free consultation or sign up for our last IRA and Roth planning class coming up in Middlebrook Heights next Wednesday, September 20th at 6 p.m. That class is for people who have IRAs, company plans, or similar assets and want to know rules, costly mistakes, misconceptions, what are ways you can use to minimize the long-term tax impact, Secure Act 1.0, 2.0, and much more. Call 440 439-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right. And you're listening to Mark Donnelly and Kara Waddell, and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. And we've been helping Cleveland families build these custom financial plans for over 36 years. And over those decades, we have certainly helped our new clients understand that 
you don't get too caught up in the shock lines. It, you know, you don't ask your neighbor what they're doing or your coworker because they might not be the same plan. Carrie, hold on a second, Carrie. I think, do I have President Biden now? Uh, I'm I'm trying to watch my feed. Uh, I guess it's not working. All right, so it, I I see him at the podium, but my feed's not working. Um, so I guess he's he's as we or as we're air, taping this show, it's going to air on. You'll be listening to it on okay. Saturday. Um, it, yeah, so I I can't. I was going to try to cut in and see what actually he was saying. But um, my feet isn't working. Okay. So, so you know, it, it is, it, it is, and and so if you do believe in the idea that we are going to have a hard landing and a possible U.S. recession, um, maybe not this year, but you think it's going to happen next year. Um, you know, we always talk about three things you can do to protect your family from the next ec- uh, economic downturn, right? One is maintain an adequate cash reserve. Mm-hmm. I can't stress that enough, okay? And as you were just mentioning, with the very favorable, with fixed per, um, principal protected interest rates right now right it's not why not do that i mean if you know there's still money markets and savings accounts that are paying four or five percent you can get banks are probably can lock in cds for one or two years right at four to five percent and then your multi-year guarantees guaranteed annuities if you want to lock in that five percent for five or seven years you can if you want Build the ladder, right? right. You, know, you, you, you keep the ladder. Don't don't jump to the best. Don't go all out too long. Don't all go out too short. You know, um, you build the ladder, and then as time goes by, if you know, you, if, that gives you flexibility and diversification. Right. Um, now, the second thing is don't take on more risk than what you need to be okay. Kira, you just mentioned that. A lot that. of people don't even know how much risk they really should take. Right. And and so, you know, it, and I just had that conversation with one of our newer clients. And the, the idea is, well, maybe we ought to, you know, why don't we try to build a model based on what, what we're you know, what you think you're spending, right? you want to see your spending to be in retirement. And then let's have the robot calculate what rate of return you need on your investments to make it happen. Right. That's kind of, we turn that upside down. The investment advisory industry doesn't do it that way. Right. They, they'll ask you their, their 30 question risk tolerance and moderate, moderately conservative. It doesn't mean anything. It, it doesn't give, it doesn't leave you in decision making mode. And they'll say something like, Oh, well, would you be upset if you lost 50% of your, I mean, I, you know, <laughs> I yeah. would be, um, who wouldn't be, I guess. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, it doesn't, but I mean, maybe you don't have to be if, if you're saying that, I mean, if you got enough money, that's not going to hurt. Right, because maybe you don't need. I mean, I mean that's what I'm saying. It, it it doesn't really help. But I think the way we approach it is saying, yeah, let's build a model and let's see if your model works at what rate of return. For example, let's say we run your model and we come back and say, well, gee, Mister. Mrs. Smith, 
if you want to retire next year and this is the type of travel you want and we know you know your essential day living expenses we've got to keep those going until right. age 90 95 do I hear 100 but we know you're not going to be traveling that long so let's build in travel for right. the next 10 or 15 years you know and 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 yeah you got to buy some automobiles you know sometimes people forget to add those in oh you got a daughter who's not married yet do we need to budget in a wedding mrs smith yeah, Mark, I think we should need to build in a wedding. Okay, uh, let's talk about that. These are things that I don't see in the Monte Carlo right. analysis that our new clients bring into us, right? It's, um, now, now, so we get a realistic, conservative approach on expenses. Now, let's say we run that model and the robot comes back and says, gee, Mr. Smith, in order to make your plan work, you're going to need an 8% rate of return on your investments for the rest of your life. Hmm. Hmm. Think that might be a problem? Mm-hmm. I, you may have a lot of sleepless nights in retirement. If you if That you, means each and every year you need to get that growth rate. And to take that amount of risk, you're going to get the downfalls, mm-hmm. the recessions, the economic downturns. So, so maybe at that point you say, mm, maybe you've built in a little bit too rich of discretionary spending. Or maybe you need, if you really want to have that type of lifestyle in retirement, maybe how you know, let's figure out how many more years you would have to work so you don't need an 8% return. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a big swing there, even one year. If, 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 if a client's making wages, or maybe it's a two couple working situation, and every year they're working, they're staying on the employer health care plan, or that you know they're also maybe getting uh, contributing and getting free money on a match, you know. Right. Um, so and but even more importantly, every year that they're staying on, it saves them from d- starting the distribution from their nest egg right. for a year and the compound growth on that. Mm-hmm. So it's substantial, right? So let's figure out, well, do you have to work one year longer? Do you have to work three years longer? Can you get out of the rat race and encore career where you're saying, Mark, I would rather work for five more years part-time than two more years full-time. Mm-hmm. Well, these are now we're getting somewhere, right? Um, so, so that's the second thing. Don't take now. What if what if we come back and the plan says, "Gee, Mister and Mrs. Smith, in order to make your plan work, you're going to need a three percent rate of return on your investments." Hmm. hmm. Right. Maybe you can build in a little bit more discretionary spending. Maybe you can retire even earlier. Okay. Um, and the third thing is build a plan R. In other words, we've we're talking about you know whether or not you. You're not sure we're going to have a recession or not. Maybe plan A, there is no recession built in. Let's build a plan R. Sometimes they are for recession. Let's look at a worst case scenario. Right. And that's going to give you peace of mind to actually make those decisions. And and yeah, and now in terms of that, and also by changing, and we use those rates of return because that also affects what you should be doing. And we talk a lot about this class, come on out to the class about your are you just going to follow the required minimum distribution plan are you worried about a, a RMD Irma tax trap for medicare premiums that's what we do you know we run multiple scenarios so it leaves you in the decision making mode all right call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090 or visit us at financialfoodforthought.com go bronze Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.